2: What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. You're listening to episode 157. I am joined Ow. tonight by both Ryan and Tyler. Wow, because it's a lot. Like, it's been a lot. Oh, you can just slow clap because Tyler's here. <laughs> yep.
1: Slow clap yeah. for Tyler. Okay, well, the first week I had the stupid COVID. Did you know? though? Last week was my birthday, <laughs> so fuck you guys.
0: Oh, last last week when we delayed intentionally just for you uh, to go to Wednesday. Because it's my birthday, but we're
2: not doing anything. Yeah, here's how the conversation went. It's my birthday. Okay, you can record. Like you'll be Tyler. You'll be home. You're not going out or anything. No, it's Wednesday. We're not going out until Friday. Okay, we'll record on Wednesday, and then Tyler says, "Fast forward to Wednesday." Yeah, going out with my family for dinner. Like fucking knew you'd do that. So that comes. I got yelled. I got yelled at. My dad's
1: like, "What did you think? <laughs> we weren't going to
2: take you out on your birthday?" Yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> Thanks a lot, yeah. seals. I gotta text Anyways. him next time and see if you're available. Uh,
0: yeah, apparently your dad's a your freaking assistant here.
2: So, we recorded before the Winnipeg game uh, last. That game was atrocious. We no, we're not out. talking
0: about that game. Yeah, that game. for
2: nothing. Real bad. Real bad Loss. game. That was unwatchable. That game. Yeah, I think I fell asleep. Yeah, actually, that's pretty accurate.
0: Mm. Unwatchable is a very good. It was a home at home, no less.
2: Yeah. Er, I, I don't know. We don't lose that bad at home, but it was just, it was a really, really bad game. And you're coming back from the West Coast and you had a lot of games in a, in a short amount of time. It was like four games and six nights. Yeah. And then you come home and play Winnipeg. Where they
0: already looked lethargic enough, which we, we beat that horse dead already. So we don't want to touch that shit.
2: Then we went on to absolutely wax the Buffalo Sabres in the first game we played against them where Alex Nadelkovich is. Can we just talk about Ned's grandma? And how Ned's grandma needs to be at every game now. Her grand
0: grandparents in general. I think his, yeah. you just need to get the family there.
2: They'd never, his grandparents, it was their first time seeing Ned uh, play an, an NHL game, which is crazy. Well, he only played what 20, 24 games for the hurricanes.
0: But, but I guess, I mean, yeah, true. But I guess if you think about it, I mean, they would, they've, they were in Ohio and having to drive out to Carolina
2: yeah, if they're in Ohio, then coming up to Detroit's a closer drive. Oh, sure. Yeah. So definitely. they were there. They got to see Ned get his first shutout as a Red Wing, and it was a good game. It was, it was a good
1: game. He's from
2: Parma, Ohio. Where's is that? Is that North Ohio?
0: I don't remember. I always forget where Parma is at.
2: Ryan's from Ohio, but he has rejected the place. So he's got to go back and look. Yeah, uh, Logan
0: right. County. That's yeah, it's in Cleveland. That's why I always forget where it's at. It's uh, near Cleveland. Okay. So that's yeah.
1: Southern Ohio, then, right? Cleveland? No. Oh, that is north. Yeah, you're
2: right. Okay, it's near the, the lakes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Wait, what's the city? Oh, that's Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati? Ohio. The only reason Tyler doesn't know is because he doesn't care. That's why. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> in, the state of I mean, Ohio.
0: To his defense, he's in Boston, but I figured of all the places you'd know it would be Cleveland.
2: Cleveland. Fuck Cleveland, okay? You think
0: after all this, I've got friends that live near and around Parma. They leave like the nation in think I would drifters. know this by
1: now. The Red Sox used <laughs> to kill the, uh, the, the baseball team there in Cleveland. So, um, yeah, choke artist.
2: The trains take all the jobs out of Cleveland. That's what
1: happened. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention when I was an NBA fan living here in Boston, I fucking hate LeBron James, and I wanted no well, more to see them, them lose. So,
2: yeah. So If you get a second, there's a very old video on YouTube, and you can go search uh, hastily made Cleveland tourism video and it does uh, one of the funniest things you'll see because if you're so like accurate. anyone outside of Ohio, you fucking hate Ohio. So,
1: And then I think this is the, the last that we speak of the state of Ohio in this podcast. It is. Unless it's about the Columbus Blue Jackets.
2: No, we don't have any Columbus stuff. But Ned yeah. got his shutout. It was beautiful to watch. Uh, all the kids got points. Raymond got points. He scored his first goal in 14 games or 15 games. Cider got points. Dylan Larkin's on a fucking tear. Uh, so yep. we played the Sabers again today, a matinee game, or as I call it, a manatee game, which started at <laughs> one p.m. because it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and they think everyone has a day off of work. Uh, the the talk uh,
0: about that for a second. I
2: don't. <laughs> why have a day the off fuck? Work. Why the fuck
0: are all these federal holidays followed by schools? But then there's all the normal yep. Americans out there that none of it. Nobody has it off unless you work for a bank, a union job, or the government.
2: Yeah, Can middle talk schoolers aren't what taking the themselves hell? to hockey games at one o'clock.
1: I think when I worked at Hanover last year, that we had it off. I
2: don't know, Fucking dumb. I don't think I know anyone I work that had. a day today. off today.
0: I worked. Yeah, you no. Know, and the only people I know that had day off are people I work with at Ford. Because I was like, wait, you guys are off? They're like, yeah. I'm like, that would that'd have been nice to know.
2: I get a lot of like, I get nine days, nine holidays a year at work, nine or ten. And cool. why like don't we have federal day holidays? Is not one of them. No, so.
0: give me the fucking federal holidays. They're
1: they're holidays on a calendar. Yes. Why don't we have them off? They're easier to track. <laughs> but duh. Well, you do have floating holidays and PTO for a reason, Ryan. It's a federal holiday.
2: Yeah, I know. The government the government, government holiday. is shut down. Post office aren't day. open, Tyler. We don't get
0: mail. Didn't get mail. <laughs> the schools are closed. Yeah. Why are we working?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. I was, it was dead today for me. Because I had to partially, I didn't fully
0: take a day off, but I was watching my kid destroy the house today because she was home.
2: Bad times were happening.
0: <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> continue.
2: It, so the arena but between people not having the day off, uh, a giant snowstorm in Buffalo, and just the Sabres having zero fan base, there was no one in the arena today. That was a great
0: punchline for Ken and Nick, though.
2: Yeah, Ken. I don't. I don't think that the Sabers don't have a fan base. I think
1: they're just fucking uh, fed up with what's what? going on in Buffalo. Because if you look at the Stanley Cup final numbers and like the Stanley Cup playoff numbers, Buffalo is a top five city in most watched games. Plus, no, so maybe they have an NHL fan base, but, but maybe they don't have a come over from Sabres Toronto. fan base.
0: Oh. Sure, but I mean, you could say the same thing about Detroit. But at the same time, they also
1: had a sellout on Saturday against Buffalo. Well, Buffalo, I think, has gone through.
0: You, I mean, you, there's a so many people of, that yeah. come from Canada to come to yeah. Detroit for games, though.
1: Yep. Yeah. But
0: they had, a, they still had 19. They had a full sellout. Yeah. So other, I'm, I'm most of what I'll attribute to today being a, a ghost town in there is the giant freaking snowstorm no, because farm. they showed outside pictures. And it looked god-awful. They were However, absolutely buried. Still to that point, most of their, their highest home attendance this season. Oh, that one's high. Bucci one's tried high. to buy
1: everyone a beer in the stadium. If That would have cost they
2: them they like $30.
0: <laughs> their highest attendance points for Buffalo this year, their home opener against Montreal was 84-67.
1: Yeah, yeah. They lost like 10,000 season ticket holders.
0: Their highest attended home game so far, unless I missed one. In, oh, I did miss one. Okay. Their highest attended home game is eleven five eleven against New Jersey, and that was on December 29th.
2: I guess that's what happens when you fuck over your star player and push them out of town. Every other
0: game has been below that. The next okay. closest 10,004 and then ninety five fifty four. Or ninety
2: seven oh three. I take that
1: back. Yeah, oh, I, I, terrible. I, I know Ow. a couple kids that I've played Xbox with, and and uh, they're still diehard Sabres fans, but they they're not going to spend money on the team until no until the team you know shows them you know something back because it's been what eleven years. This will be eleven years that they're not in the playoffs. It's like the Sabres were never like a a team that was like this, but they were never like you know a Stanley Cup it's, winning team. They were always a bad. pretty good competitive team.
0: And you can't give me the bullshit that it's, like, due to COVID restrictions of the sort because New York Rangers yep. have all the same restrictions and what what have you. Same 16, with the 16, 9, 16, 8, 17, 4. I don't, even, I don't know what the – I think – is it 18,000 that can hold? That probably close to
2: 19. Madison Square Garden, probably close yeah. to 19.
0: So they're still having near sellouts over there.
2: Yeah. I don't
1: think there's as many people that aren't going to games because – like, you know, of the vaccine restrictions that that people think.
2: No, the team is bad, and they made
0: themselves worse. It's it's legit that they're shit and that their management is easily the worst in all sports, which is kind of impressive.
1: (laughs) Well, I will say one thing, too. It's like the Sabres went from saying, okay, we were a decent team in 2010 or whatever it was. They made the playoffs, and then they started a rebuild. Okay, fine. You started a rebuild. The Rangers did it, right? So you start a rebuild and then, you know, you kind of, it takes about five years and they had their players. They had Darlene, they had Eichel, obviously Reinhardt, like they had some good players and all of a sudden it just kind of fell off the rails again. And so what you're supposed to say, we're going to, trading Eichel is basically punting on five more years. So it's like, okay, so you expect me to say five more years again? No.
0: do you want to know what their average attendance has been? They haven't had this low of an attendance average since their inaugural season.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and they averaged more in that year. They let oh, up until last season, which didn't get counted because of COVID. I'm on hockeydb.com right now. 2019, tw- 1920 season, they averaged 17,001, 18, 19, 17,9, 17, 18, 18,5. That is how much that ownership team has fucked up.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a hockey town. People don't care about hockey. It's it's one of the
0: best spots for hockey. You're right on the border. Like you have, like you look at what they had today, it was fucking snow central. What do you want nothing more of than when you're watching a hockey game is to have a crazy snow atmosphere. And they're used (laughs) to it. They're
2: used to it there. You can also tell that management fucked up by the level of play on the ice. Where they literally couldn't yeah. like the first game we played against them couldn't do anything, and then this which game, I get they're also hurt. Fuck well, man, the Red Wings played bad for uh, two periods, middle of the second period or towards the end of the second period they woke up, mm-hmm. and then we end up taking the game, we tie it up, and we win in overtime on another Dylan Larkin overtime daddy goal, and it was amazing. <laughs> and I thought win. the game was over. I scared when my baby the dirt, when they when Buffalo scored to make it two
1: nothing and Blashill will challenge the goaltender interference. And then which was you know, goaltender were, interference, which I think it was, but whatever it is what it is. So we get the penalty and then we score shorthanded. I didn't see uh, that. Was it,
0: I think it was Iser playing. He's like, what a reverse chess move or some shit like that. I it thought the fit- game was
1: over. I don't know about you guys. I mean, it, I he somehow
0: sparked, sparked them like, into existence by doing a terrible challenge. And then thus scoring a penalty. uh, Did
2: you hear Ryan? Shorthanded goal. uh, Manon Mm -hmm. after the game uh, say that was clearly goaltender interference. She said it would push back
0: that. Yeah, she did make that comment, but then she also did counter that with saying how she could see where it would not be necessarily. Yeah. She she took it as the goalie route where she totally favored the goal. I, I see the point, but I also see why they wouldn't have done it based on the fact it's, that one I think would have been too ticky-tacky compared to what they have called. But again, we don't know what actually the definition of goaltender interference still is. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, neither do the refs. But uh, we were supposed to. So that's two wins in a row. We're on a two-win streak currently. Our next Thanks, game, Buffalo. Yeah, our next <laughs> game is Friday against the Dallas Stars. It was supposed to be tomorrow against the Flyers, but that game got postponed. And the reason it got postponed is because we had this um, these two games with the Sabers. You can't play. More than like I think it's four you games. You can't play in, three games in a row. Yeah, you can't play three games. You can't play so many games in so many nights. So they had to push the Flyers uh, game because we play the Stars on Friday. So Got it. <clears throat> yep. So that will be our you next can only game. Play they have three four games off. in a week, right? Um, I think it is four games in six. Four games in six nights. I think is like the max you can play. Yeah, I know for
1: sure you can't play three games in a row. It did happen. It happened to us, right? We played Carolina three times in a row or something. Are you talking about the the see the bubble season? No, no, no. it was they just like didn't play
0: four and six, but it,
1: no, it was one of those seasons where we were just horrible. and one of the games got canceled in Carolina because it was like something happened with the likes or something like that. So we played the hurricanes twice and then we had to play another team once or whatever and it was three games in a row it was like an exception or something like that to the rule
2: I'm trying to find the the uh, how many games you can play in a row but I that think that must it just is...
1: be in the CBA right <coughs> oh,
2: I'm Probably. guessing yeah Andy uh, Lee
1: is still punting <laughs> or anything going on yet
0: Yeah, zero zero. I can't believe how many fucking lackeys want Matt Stafford
2: to win tonight. Get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't find it. So, so yeah, the next game will be against the Dallas stars and maybe that's the game. We get revenge on Jamie, Ben, whoever, who knows? We don't know. Um, I think it's, I think
0: that ship is sealed.
2: Yeah, me too. But tonight's episode is going to be very heavily focused on a mailbag. It is technically, I guess our mid season Mailbag. mailbag was that game 40 today. Those game 40 was it? 30. Yeah, because
0: 39.
2: Well, 39, I thought was the the shutout. Oh, no, game.
0: Hockey DB hasn't updated. Yes, that was game 40.
2: Yeah, uh, 30. Ned's shutout. Ned is number 39. It mm. was uh, game 39 and he got yep. the shutout. Technically
0: so, the next one midseason mailbag.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I, I well, close enough to midseason. But before we move on to our mailbag, we have to read our sponsor message from DraftKings. We are on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action of the divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey and Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So now we move on to our mid-season mailbag. We got a lot of questions. Oh, man. We blew up Let's questions fun. on Twitter. We blew up Let's questions on Discord. And we are going to start with Twitter questions tonight. I will read them. I'll get your guys' response. We'll go back and forth. We'll do our normal mailbag thing. Yeah.
0: We will start with Twitter from. Mail never fails. Oh, oh Lord. Sorry, no. That
2: makes me wanna wag my wag tail. my tail when <laughs> it comes. I wanna wag my tail. Oh Lord, <laughs> we're all old. Besides Tyler, um, my Blue's Clues is I'm actually still on TV. Now, my daughter watches it.
0: So Blue's Clues is yeah. it the old ones. No, It's new. Is it? No. Yeah. Um, Tyler, you're not old. You're until you hit thirty and your body starts hurting for no reason. you not That yeah, sucks.
2: Uh, so, from a Hamiltonian American at party underscore Hamilton on Twitter, trade deadline. I like our goalie room. Any injury to either, and we will be okay. Are any teams shopping for Grice? So, Grice actually just went out on COVID protocol.
0: Um, yeah, what's going on? With, I haven't heard anything more, but even though, I mean, Pickard got pushed back to Grand Rapids, I, I think,
2: right? No, uh, Fulcher went to Grand Rapids. Oh, is that um, what it was? Pickard Why was on I the see... bench to back up today.
0: Yeah, I knew that. Did he get sent back today already?
2: Um, maybe Just because think also- Grand Rapids,
0: Grand Rapids, I think plays Tuesday, Wednesday, and the wings don't play till Friday.
2: If, if, um, so right now, <laughs> if Grace is on COVID protocol, doesn't have symptoms, Friday would be five he'd days. Be he'd come by off. then. Okay. Yep. That's what I thought. So yeah, the the Detroit Red Wings today assigned left wing Tara defends
1: defenseman Luke Witkowski to the AHL grand, uh, Grand Rapids Griffins. From the team taxi squad and assigned goaltender Calvin Pickard to AHL Grand Rapids. That's because
0: they've got games this middle middle week here. Yep.
2: We talked about it. Me and Ryan talked about it last week because Tyler wasn't here. Uh, Edmonton could shop for Grice.
0: They do um, need a goalie.
2: They do need a goalie. I think there may be more than Grice available out there on the market, and Grice might not be the best choice, but he's better than yeah. Koskinen. So. I could see maybe a maybe a team like Edmonton asking about Grice. I think you could get him for not a lot. I mean, you, you probably wouldn't ask for a lot from you would take on Koskinen's contract.
0: You think they do a goalie flip? It's mm. uh, Mike you Smith. A goalie flip
2: plus Edmonton would have to throw in a pick. That oh, was totally. Koskinen's when, got a high value contract, and Edmonton needs to dump cap.
0: When's Mike Smith healthy? you know
2: Uh, he never he's what 42 (laughs) it's
0: true yeah Yeah.
2: um mike smith i thought was healthy already i thought he came back back? Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i
2: thought he was back too
0: i have no idea. see that tells you how much i don't pay attention to that other than the fact that they're upset and i got into a lot of edmonton yeah edmonton fans the other day
2: you got into the delusional edmonton fans probably
0: (laughs) pen holland was never a good gm bitch i swear (laughs) to god Now, should he have retired in 2010? Yes. That's besides the point.
2: I think that's the only (laughs) only way I see trading Grice would be to a team like Edmonton.
0: Yeah, I can see that. What's Koskinen's cap?
2: I thought they gave him like a $5 million contract.
0: He's so bad when they find it. Oh, oh, he's in the final year for four or five. So I would say you make that trade, still maintain half of Grice's salary and take on all of Koskinen's.
2: Yep. And then you get a pick. That's fine. I'm I'm okay with it because Grice is also in the final year of his contract and he's not coming back.
0: Yeah, but which pick do you get? Because they don't have shit. And their first, their second rounder could become a third. Or their third could become a second, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not gonna happen because it's gonna they're not gonna make the final.
2: No, that's what it, we talked we talked about this, Ryan.
0: Yeah, they also have to, you know, be in a playoff position.
2: Yeah, that that it might not happen either. R-I-P, David. Know. Uh <laughs> no. Yeah. The second part of this question, we have a veteran six foot five D at the end of his contract, which team says, uh, if we pay his salary for extra compensatory pick, they want to Kaiser. Absolutely. No one, we don't even want to Kaiser.
0: No. Um, no, no it's taken to Kaiser. No I really one. don't think anyone people would take Mark stall and not De Kaiser.
2: It is the last, yeah. it's the last year of the Kaiser's contract. Uh, he's gone. I mean, he could like we Ryan or Tyler had said that they wouldn't be surprised if he retired. He just he can't skate anymore. It's no, the legs. It's, it's, it's disappointing
0: to see because he fell off very quickly. And it's not because of his talent wasn't there. We knew that he could do stuff for, to help this team and make them better. The dude can't move and it's killed him.
1: Yeah, But I, the one thing though, like the game has gotten faster. I, and yeah, I don't I, think I, he was that fast to begin with. No, he no. was not. He was already slow as shit before. He was avid, and but Now he's making even him extremely slower. slow. He's like Erickson
2: slow now. Yeah, I mean Erickson was just a constant <laughs> unplugged controller. So no,
0: he's. I think he's actually. <laughs> those two could fight for to the death over who has actually are, are finishing out their career worse. I mean, yeah, er- Erickson's pretty bad too.
2: finishing out his career was drawn out, Ryan. That's that was the problem. Well, okay, and like, then it, it
0: took Steve Kaiser I mean, to the fight and be like, "Dude, you suck. Yeah, go L. away. You.
2: Oh my god. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> at least a Kaiser is still somewhat functional."
2: So the final part of the question was, are are Vladdy and Rasmussen safe? Rasmussen, I would say, is safe um, simply because he has brought his level of play up in the past uh, 10 or so games. He's He's been solid. Upright? Yeah, he's He's also a center, which we don't have in the system. And he Uh, still
0: has... He's still got crazy eyes, man. You can't get rid of those.
2: Now, Vladdy... I could see maybe Vladdy dealt again at the deadline. He had. He a might be your best trade today. chip. Yeah, uh, we know we thought it might have been Fabry before Fabry got his extension. I think Vladdy's probably your best trade chip right now, mm-hmm. and he'd be a
0: great depth player on a on a good team, and yeah. he's cheap.
2: Yep, he's cheap, and he's not. He doesn't have a five year contract that you have to worry about. Nope. He's you also know, the up. type of guy that you could probably trade and then resign. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I think Vladdy is probably your best trade chip right now. Do you need Vladdy going down the stretch? Probably not. Uh, is, does he make your team better as opposed to who you would throw in the lineup that's not him? I guess it depends. Do you bring in a Berggren and play Berggren? Be. Berggren had a I mean, fucking sick OT goal the other day. Yeah, when when is the night, actual trade deadline? deadline? Uh, normal trade deadline uh, March. Middle of March, March 15th or 14th so or something. Bro,
0: by that point, Ron is likely back in the lineup. Yep. So yep. you yep. can make him a, a little bit
1: expendable. I think I would trade someone else. What do you mean? Yeah. Who who oh my
2: god. Ooh. Tyler, if I you would say trade Philip Zadina, I'm gonna throw it a fucking yeah, I would out. trade Zadina. <laughs> my
1: lord, he's 22 years old. I oh. I don't care. I don't think he's Steve's cup of tea. I really don't. I think he's where were you last week? For this that like, conversation. I, I, I when, did, when did we
0: talk about this? I don't ago? think
1: that Zidane is a bad player.
2: I just think he's Thomas Tatar 2.0. Why would you trade him when his value is so low? Why would you trade him for nothing?
1: Yeah, I, I guess it depends. I mean, obviously, you don't trade him for nothing. But there might be a team that says, you know what? i really like to have a guy like that that I have see some value in.
0: I don't sure. know. Steve didn't I'm, draft
1: him, so he doesn't have any real allegiance to him, I don't Unless think. it's
0: for a package deal where they're bringing somebody, somebody in that's going to be fucking good. Could unless you're bringing me a
2: legit 1B center. Yeah.
0: huh? Unless you're yet?
2: bringing me a legitimate 1B center, I'm yeah. not trading Zadina.
0: Not yet. Do I say that he's off limits of a trade? No. no. Would I do it now? It's fun to think about because it also pisses so many people off, which is also incredibly funny. Um, But no, I I think that you've got a full, healthy roster. You don't know how this roster is going to change going into next season. It could finally click. And again, he's 22 years old. He just turned 22.
1: You know, I'll take it one step further. Not only is he Thomas Tatar 2.0, but if he doesn't start scoring, he's going to turn into Tomas Yurko 2.0. Did, did Tatar play defense? No. See, that's the thing. Zadina is pretty decent defensively, but are we? did we draft a guy in the top six to be good defensively? No, we drafted him to put the puck in the back of the net like Raymond's doing right now.
0: But maybe that's what's going to turn around. He he, you did, but you also just said he wasn't directed by Steve, so maybe he's seeing him as a different player now. Maybe, That's the point. huh?
2: Huh? I don't know. I hate the Zadina trade speculation. I hate saying it because I I loved the the pick at the time,
1: and it's we all did. We what still, the Wings I, needed, and it was Ken Holland kind of getting out remember, of his old. He still uh, hasn't habits. an entire NHL
0: season, like a full season. No. Through. Well, I don't know. I'm not i am not writing him off. Like I said, he's 22. At least he's been healthy, unlike other guys that we've seen walk away like Svechnikov. And good for Svetch for finally having something click. He needed a change of scenery. I don't think Sedina is to that point. huh?
2: Michael Rasmussen has more points than Svech.
0: I, I know, but he's actually, he's found somewhere that he can play and he's been doing something.
2: He's found an orphanage to put him on the ice. Yes. Exactly. The last couple of years drafting of Ken Holland is just you guys uh, abysmal we know yes we don't
0: talk about those anymore all right next so, question
2: <laughs> next question from jason Parr's on twitter at jason parr can we buy Nadelkovich's grandma season tickets he seems to play better totally when there. the red wings need to get on that shit uh his second the question is which team that. do you think the wings have the best chance of catching boston seems like they're gonna blow by everyone right now uh nobody Yeah, I don't – nobody's going to be your answer. The Red Wings are going to float around this um, two wins in a row, three losses, two wins, three losses. We're going to float around there, and that's where we're going to stay.
0: They've got games in hand on almost every single – every team that's ahead of them in points. And to name out these teams that are ahead of them in points, they're not catching the Rangers. They're not catching Carolina. They're not catching Washington. Yeah. They're not going to fall off the wagon because all those teams, we know what those – the players they have on their teams – we don't have those types of
1: players. I and can see shoot. things start to fall apart in Boston again, though. They're they yeah. uh, that team well, is overrated. That team, trust me, I've watched a lot of that team this year, and that team is a very one-dimensional. we got five games line. on
0: them, and we're five points back, and they're ten oh, oh, more than ten games over five hundred. They're twenty-two and eleven.
1: I I mean, yeah, they're playing good right now. They've won five games in a row, but I don't trust that team. Their goaltending think I, is yeah. kind of subpar, I think, and their defense is not great. And they're a one-line team. For well, I guess the second line's turned on, but...
0: They've won five straight, and they're 8-2 over their last 10.
1: Yeah.
2: Tyler just says they're going to fall off because he hates the Boston Bruins. I don't blame <laughs> him for that. I do fucking hate them, but
1: I, do, I also don't think they're like this world-beater team. I, I don't understand why the Wings can't play against them.
0: Because they have better talent.
1: No, the effort level sucks when the Wings play the Bruins.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, it's just, it's a, who knows? But the other thing, too, is you look at every, all these other teams. I didn't even get to our own division, which you got Florida, Tampa, and Toronto yeah, and jump over. Those that teams. ain't fucking happening. And then the wild cards, Pittsburgh and Boston. Guess what? Every team that's a, that I just named has a minimum of plus 17 goal differential.
2: Yeah. Well, I wonder, too, like, uh, does Pitt have, more is, Are they hit by more COVID issues? Did well, Boston Malkin's be back. hit by more COVID issues? Malkin's back. Can Malkin get COVID
1: next Boston, week? Boston's already had a bunch. They're, they're pretty much the only ones that I think that haven't got that are McAvoy and Pasternak.
2: I don't want to see the Red Wings make the playoffs. I'm just trying no. to answer the question. Now, the Red Wings are, like, my answer is they're not going to catch anyone. I don't they, think so.
0: I don't think they will. If we were in the West, we have a chance.
1: I think if they catch anyone, it's whoever the last seed is, so Boston or Pittsburgh, but I don't see it happening.
0: Boston is currently the last seed because they've got 35 games and 46 points, but they're two games shy of Pittsburgh, who has four, three points more.
2: Yeah, so no one. The answer is no one. We're not going to catch anyone.
0: Shit have to go real sideways for a team.
2: Uh, The next question is from Teddy Union at Teddy Union on Twitter. Is Blash quote, "the guy Stevie thinks will bring us the cup? What is the long-term coaching plan that discourse last week was fun, but left them confused? Uh, I think we had held the position overall for the past three years, four years that we don't know. Blash is probably not the guy. Blash is not the guy that's going to bring the team a cup, but Blash is a good coach for developing the young talent that's coming into the system. And if you say
0: otherwise, I'm probably going to call you a fucking idiot.
2: So the problem that we've seen with Blaschel over the past 10, 11, 12 games is that he can't adapt mid-game. He can't change his system based on what the other team is throwing at us. So a halftime coach, other teams get a real good read. It's basically the lion syndrome. Other teams know what the Red Wings are, know how to counter them can change mid game and the Red Wings will make no adjustments to try to fix Mm -hmm. it. The same thing the lions do. The lions will be getting beat at halftime and will make no adjustments. And the other teams will just continue to pound on them. That is, but Blash is really, I don't want to say really good, but he is good at developing talent. He won the Calder chain. Oh, the Calder cup. What twice guys like Larkin have flourished under Blash cider and Raymond in year one are doing very well whoever thought Tyler Bertuzzi would be what Tyler Bertuzzi is. So is, is Blash the coach of the future? No, I think Stevie will bring in who he wants next season or the season after, depending on how Blash finishes out this season. But I think that, that he's not the guy that's going to get going to take him to the finals. I think the Igor conversation conversations fun to have. Oh Yeah, I too.
0: I I think the problem with, is this a guy to bring this team to a Stanley cup championship is we don't, we don't truly know. Yeah. And I know we've had this conversation before, so I don't want to go too deep down that hole again, but he had one team that was truly a playoff contender. And I don't even know if that you can, you can claim that they were that. No, they fucking backed in. That was right when he got here, and that was just they did just enough, and Holland did his bullshit of getting He'd been sneaking a, a into the
2: playoffs for a couple years. players
0: to do just that and sneak in, and that's what he's been dealt since day one. Now, where you can say is, I don't. The reason I say you don't know what type of coach he is is because look at the rosters, but look how Iserman's changed it, and look how yeah. they've managed to somehow adapt themselves and get to a better spot. Because yeah. as we just said guess what? As of recording this, they're now one game over 500.
2: Yeah. Well, I think that's a
0: hell of a fucking accomplishment.
2: If you ask me, Yep. I think if Blaschel could learn to change his system, because they've also seemed to have gone back to dump and chase, which they weren't doing at the beginning of the season.
1: So it seems like when
2: they start to lose or they start to kind of get in this rhythm where they're not doing as well, they fall back into the old systems. But if Blash could just push forward and learn how to adapt mid game. I think you'd be use that speed yeah, and a much better coach. I know much better is kind of a, an overstatement, but I think more that if respected? they could learn. Sure. If they could learn to adapt, well, at least more respected by the fan base, but if they could learn to adapt mid game to what's happening around them, yep. they'd win more and he would probably secure his job for a little longer. But I think if they finish over a 500 team, Or at least close to 500. That's more than anyone thought they were going to do this season. I mean, from the get go, everyone pegged them as a bottom five team. I had said they're probably going to be closer eight to ten, and that's where we're at right now because the I mean, mostly help from Mo Sider, who's become a near elite defenseman year one, playing big (laughs) minutes, and uh, Ned standing on his head every night, and Raymond putting up points. So, I I can see put it this way.
0: way. they're, they're now an, a, a team that has an average forward age of 24.7.
2: Yeah, they're very young.
0: So a lot of these mistakes, in a way, I mean, they're going to happen. Expected. But, yep. but I, I think it's a good thing that we get as pissed off as we do when it is happening, because it's now to the point where it's getting to be a consistent theme where we're seeing three to four or five losses in a row. We're just like, dude, fix it. Turn the Make something happen. And, he, and Okay, think, to
2: his credit, though, Ryan, he did drop Bertuzzi down to the second line.
0: I was just getting ready to mention that he finally decided to change the lines up a little bit, with the exception being the third and fourth lines. And honestly, that Guelph line has been fantastic. Great. And flying. And, and Vlad, to his credit, has looked very good on that top line.
2: More than capable.
0: Yes. But so. he's, all again, that guy that's going to go after those pucks and do certain things that, you know, Bert has been doing for them.
2: Yeah, he's a decent enough Bertuzzi top-line replacement where he can d- battle on the boards and try to get the puck out. Vlad gets angry. That's what yeah. happens. Or so, it's
0: a it was an Eiserman move to say, hey, get his trade stock up so we can get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, let, let, let out me out flip
2: it. him. He's our only good trade piece. Turns um, out it
0: was actually Ro- Rowan that uh, is go- in, all in on
2: stocks. I think I will end the Blashel talk unless Tyler has something else to add about Blash because I know he's probably still on the whole fire Blash train. But I, no,
1: it, the, the way I look at it is like, I don't think they should fire him like today or tomorrow, but I do think you have to be honest with yourself and say, okay, yes, he's making the younger guys better, but you also have to be honest with yourself and say, okay, he's now one of the longest tenured coaches in the National Hockey League. Is he one of the longest best coaches right now, in I the think. National Hockey League? And uh, the answer to me is no. I don't think right? you can make that decision. Why can't you make I, that decision? I just explained it.
0: Look at the rosters
1: he's had since he's arrived day one. That's fine. We're not expecting him to win all these games. The effort level on a night-to-night basis blows. It but is blows. The effort, over the, is last the 10 effort games.
2: level, the coach's problem. I think the coach's main main the main reason for a coach is to draw up schemes and plays and make a system, and then tell the players I, to go do it.
0: I mean, I, I would agree with you, Tyler, but. The record as, since Iserman took over, I think has disagrees with you.
1: No, no, no. I think I think the the record since Iserman took over is much better. It, it's to be Yeah, expected because he's to given be Blashel a better team. Better Oscar. with. Yep. Okay. More talent. But Jeff Blashel on a night to night basis does not
2: adjust. That's the problem. The that is the main problem with Blash.
0: Right, which we just said is a problem. Yes. So but, but I think the biggest thing is to summarize it. I don't know if he's a long-term fix because we don't know how truly good he can be with a team that might be good. And that's, that's my, that's my big issue of, does he think he's the guy? Maybe. Yeah. If he has that roster for one season and can't do it, then so then he's gone. But is that going to be next season or is he done after this year?
2: I don't, I think I'll say, I don't believe Jeff Blasio will be fired mid season I don't no, think no, there's any I reason to do so, it. It'll I mean. be at the end of the season. He'll either walk. Cause I, we still don't know how long he was resigned for because Iserman doesn't reveal contract <laughs> length. Yeah. Um, so it could be just this season with an option for a second, but I don't think he could be resigned. Cause he's shown that he's good with the kids and we got Edvinson possibly coming in next season. So
0: we're almost, we're halfway through the season, but sitting 500. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we'll see. So, next question comes from Brandon uh, at BK62. What's up, Brandon? Uh, who wants out first, McDavid or Dry <laughs> McDavid. Both. Mm-hmm. Um, the both of them are clearly going to want out. I don't <laughs> think McDavid would ever request to move. I really don't. Yeah. Simply because he's boring and he's Dry Saddle
0: to Detroit confirmed.
2: Yeah, he, McDavid's making 12 million, almost $13 million a year just in Edmonton, but he's losing and wasting his talent. I think dry can get angry and I, I don't would could see him requesting a trade.
0: Fun fact. Neither guy has a no movement clause.
2: Sure. I, I don't think, I don't think I would think that dry would request a trade before McDavid. Yeah.
0: Someone's going to pay for him. I, yeah, that's possible. I, would. I
2: don't think either of those guys are going anywhere though. Give me,
0: give me a dry at eight and a half million a year. Absolutely. Dry Sidal Larkin all over down that? the
2: center. Oh,
0: oh. oh man. I'm, I'm sorry, good. you add Dry to this Red Wings roster that actually has, you know, oh they make the playoffs to tomorrow. I think they could actually push for something. And next year they absolutely are in.
1: Absolutely. Do you think the biggest hole on the team right now and in the in the you know as as the future goes on is the second line center?
2: Yep.
0: I think it's also an elite and player, left side but, D. Well, that could be Ed Vinson though.
2: Yeah. Well, that's right, but what that's I'm still
0: saying. another year away though. At least currently, it's definitely an, another high level center to and Larkin. A pure
2: goal scorer
0: and a, 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 our Timmy Panarin type goal scorer.
2: Now, could that yeah. be Verona? When Verona, thinks am it be Raymond? Uh, well, yeah, I think I'm saying more of a setup guy at,
0: at this point in time. No,
2: if Raymond got you 60 points, uh, you'd probably have 40 20, 40 assists, 20 points. So he's a very, very a smart setup off guy. type of goal scorer. Sure, but that could be Jacob Verana. If Verana comes yeah. back and just is absolutely on fire, he's the same Verana we saw last season. And there's your pure goal score, Jacob. Verana. Yeah, we could
0: still, if, if Raymond starts shooting the puck the way that we, he should be, I think he gets, he starts elevating that level. You see that pass he made? Which one? Every on the power
2: pass play he makes? behind the back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. Oh, I, I think you could peg Lucas Raymond for 25 plus goals a season easily. Yep. I mean, he'll get to the point, I think, where he's a 30 goal a season player, um, but he's probably going to be a 50 assist a season player. So I because he's so smart and he knows exactly where everyone is at all times and he'll find the people who are in the open area. So he'll ha- always have more assists than he has goals. But hey, I said before, he he doesn't have the hands of Pavel Datsuk,
1: but he seems to have like the, the vision the mind. Yeah. The oh, yeah. vision of Pavel
2: Datsuk. Yep.
0: I mean 32 points in 39 games. He's doing something right.
2: Dry sidle would want out before McDavid. That's my answer, Brandon.
0: Only because he could get traded easier.
2: Yep. Uh, we've got, oh man. Uh, now we're gonna turn it into the scrub boys session. <laughs> At Zach Trappen on Twitter has like four questions. Actually, no, it's like two questions. With Verona coming back next month what does the lineup look like with the top six looking cramped with his return? Do you expect the wings to trade a top six player at the deadline? No. Uh, You drop Robbie Fabry down and you move out one of your bottom six players. You don't even have to move him out. You just let him sit. But I think that's, that's probably the move. I think in the end of things, Robbie Fabry is probably a third line player on this team, which is a really good problem to have. Uh, If your third line is something like Fabry, Rasmussen or Fabri Valeno in a Nemesikov or someone, that's a great third line. Yeah. So I don't think that you have any issues having to trade a top six player when Verona comes back because I'm really hoping when Verona comes back that they push Zadina back up to the second line just to see if they can spark something out of him.
0: I'd be for that. And then you can just play with your center at that, or no, you got Suter there, so really it's going to help him too.
2: Yep, absolutely. Anyone else have anything to add to that?
0: Nope. I like it. Let's do it. I don't think I, to, to answer it
1: simply. No, I don't think there's a trade. I don't think so either. Fabri would have been the guy, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem like that's that, you know, obviously yeah, they, they resigned them. Him, so yeah.
2: yeah. Is Rasmussen, Valeno, Zadina third line going to happen and be a permanent line in the future based on what we've seen so far. God, I hope not um, because Valeno and Rasmussen are both centers. Technically. And yep. I'd like to see Zadina pushed up when Verona comes back.
0: So. It was nice to see them together because Val- Valino and Zadina can fly and you just let Rasco hit people and stuff. But
2: Yeah. Be the wrecking ball he was born to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it's, if it comes down to it and that does become a line, I don't think I would be against it because I would throw Valino on the wing at that point and yep. let him just actually go use his speed. But he's been struggling lately, and I think the three of them together could actually end up being a recipe for disaster. And what I mean by struggling is maintaining possession of the puck and he's just taking too long to actually make a decision, kind of like Tyler does with Chill.
2: <laughs> yeah, Valeno's <laughs> been slightly like, disappointing this season so far. He was, I mean, coming on really well in the AHL, and they came over here and kind of laid an egg and hasn't done so much. Uh, but again, isn't getting a ton of ice time. They're so. they're.
0: Their- Nat Statrick has for them together this
2: season. Cool. You look, and I will go... A minute
0: and you. seven... One minute, seven seconds together.
2: So, yes, no that was Alex. not going to be the third line going forward. And they
0: had no <laughs> goals. They had... Yeah, there's nothing there. I mean, Zadina and Valino aren't bad. Zadina and Rasmussen... Is actually a pretty good combination. They've played a lot together. So, I would say that those two, more than anything.
2: Maybe, maybe you can do Nemesnikov. Uh, Rasmussen, Zadina.
0: Nemestikov Rasmussen, Zadina. Let's see what that looks like.
2: I would try empowering Zadina
0: a little bit. They've only played 14 minutes together, uh, but it's
1: actually not too bad. Like, what would a line... I I know we don't really want to mess with the first line right now, um, Mm -hmm. and I know that obviously they took Bertuzzi off, but what would a line Raymond, Alarkin, and um, Zadina look like? Fast. I mean, we saw it. We saw it early. I <laughs> we thought it. Saw was it in the I don't see. See, that's the thing. It's like Zadina, maybe just needs some confidence.
2: To he definitely needs some confidence to be, yeah.
1: and and instead of like burying him on the third or fourth line, why not throw him up on yeah, the I mean, first line, the first power play unit, try yeah. to get him some confidence. It doesn't yeah. have to be for a long yeah. time if it but doesn't. The thing work here
0: about you that time. you put him there to try to take advantage of the situation and not being up on the ice against tight competition. Let yep. the guy go out there, do his thing against what should be an easier time for him, but it's not necessarily happening. Now, you can argue to your point, Tyler. Like we were watching the game, if you're watching the game the other day, he had a beautiful cross cross centering pass to Giovanni Smith that brought it in on net and got denied. Now that's where you run into those things of okay, he's setting guys up and they're just not scoring. So he doesn't show up on the score sheet. But at the same time, is he making himself that guy to get a primary assist, or is he putting the puck in the net? And that's where we're at that's where our issues are. Even yeah, with I, being but on not
1: as skilled lines. You put him with Larkin and Raymond, and I bet you he's got 10 goals by the end of the month. Nah, maybe not by the end of the month, maybe by by the end of next month.
2: I could uh, I could see it. I mean it's that's the thing you get. Those him two someone, guys are great at setting people up. That's what they do. Dylan Larkin yeah. is a prime playmaker. Same thing with Lucas Raymond already. So I, I wouldn't, I don't doubt that he would have it. It's just Zadina needs to find the open ice and have someone feed him the puck and get quality shots. So I could see it happening. I would try it, but Blash isn't that guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before that we saw how they clicked in the preseason. We're like, holy shit, these guys are putting on crazy pressure. Yep. Yep. And then it never happened. Actually, let's see it. Wait, hold on. I can pull up preseason. Oh, their preseason numbers. Natural stat trick. They played for 34 minutes together over three games. They had, oh, that's surprising, a 47.62 Corsi, but their as SF shot four percentage of 57. Their expected goals for was only 45. So, that's actually kind of surprising to me.
2: I think that'd go up now, though, since Zadina has proven that he's a 5v5 possession guy.
0: They didn't, they didn't score any goals and they didn't have any shot goals against, but they did outshoot the opponent 20 to 15 when they were on the ice together.
1: And also at that time, Lucas Raymond wasn't what he is now. He's got a no. ton of confidence. No. He's
2: yeah. a great playmaker. And, and you know, that's I mean, why it
0: would be a great, obviously, a great thing to see them hopefully together.
2: Well, Zadina too. Zadina started playing a more possession heavy game and he's become one of the better possession players on the team. So yeah. I think that I, that would be a great top line if you would try it for two, three, four games. I don't think it hurts anything going down the stretch, but I don't think Flash well, you is could end up head.
1: with your guy that scores 30 or 40 sure. goals. I mean, hell, if, if we really,
0: when Veronica comes back, this could very easily turn into a line because I would not be against the second line of Burt uh, suitor and Brana.
1: No, I mean, I was listening to, um, um, TJ Oshi on spit and chiclets. And he mm-hmm. was talking about how, when he played for Ken Hitchcock, um, Ken Hitchcock basically suppressed his talent because he was dumping the puck in half the time and going it back and getting it. And then when he went to Washington, he became, you know, the TJ Oshi that we all know and like, um, as a, you know, skilled forward who who's puts pucks in the back of the net and, on the power play and all stuff like that. Sometimes it's just about your opportunity and about your, the coaching around you and, and, um, you know, just to kind of jumpstart everything. And I mean, I feel like Zadina just needs that. I mean, yeah, we talked about potentially trading him, but I mean, why not empower him and give him that opportunity and see what he can do with it?
2: Yeah, those are, I think, the two avenues. You either trade yeah. him or you give him the minutes and see if you can jumpstart his offense.
1: Cause, him being on the third or fourth line is not doing anything for his development and nope. it's not doing
2: anything for the team either. Nope. The last part of this question is Berggren has been showing dominant playing Grand Rapids. Does he get the call up this season after the deadline? Uh, if he gets a starting role next year, where does he fit on the roster? And what does that mean for the rest of the roster? So uh, I think Berggren probably comes over after the deadline. He should get some look. It doesn't matter if he gets nine games or not. He's past the point of sliding his contract. But I, I could see Bergerin getting games this year, especially after that filthy OT goal he just I
0: had. Do. I, he's showing stuff like just like that. And I think that we might have some disagreements or arguments from Jen and some of the folks that are watching him out in Grand Rapids right now. But uh, what's it hurt?
2: No, I think if, he if starts they,
0: as kind of your mid-six guy too. It, it, well, if they trade a guy like Domestikov. Yeah, absolutely. You, that's the type of guy yeah, you need to bring 100%. in to replace him because he's going to play both ends of the ice for you, but he's going to also create offense for your team, which is what he's doing in Grand Rapids to an extent. So its it really depends on who they decide to move out. And if Vlad is a, is one of those guys, then yes, I think that's almost a no-brainer that you could see Bergen come up and finish the year.
2: And that's what we hope happens because we've got high hopes for Bergen after what he's shown post-injury. When Bergen's healthy... Yeah the dude can show out, I mean, almost a point per game in the Swedish Hockey League, so.
0: And I, and I think it's a, a big thing, too, as to why we haven't seen him yet is to continuing, they're not trying to overwhelm him with North American hockey,
1: yeah. and
0: again, I, like going back to Jen, he's maybe just hasn't been quite ready yet. Hopefully, by that point, we're, what, a month and a half away? That's yeah, 15, that's when 15, we 20 starts, games. Yeah, we start seeing that, hopefully, where he can translate that over.
1: I mean, he's a second-round pick, so obviously, I mean, he's not one of those players that's ready right away, but, I mean, he's played in the SHL last year, right? And then, you know, this year he's played a little bit in Grand Rapids. I mean, it doesn't take as long as it used to to develop some of these players. These players are in such good shape, um, you know, and putting them with talent is going to just help their game. So, I mean, bringing him here and putting him on the third line may help his
2: game more than it helps Philip Sedina's game. mean,
1: yeah, so
2: We've got a few more questions to get to. Not a ton of time. Yeah. We're going to go to the Swedish Five at Guacamole, Guacamole One. one. <laughs> you think the Wings will continue to move forward with Stetcher? Osterly is playing well in his place. Um, nah, Osterly is okay. Stetcher's on the final year of his contract. I don't he think he'll be
1: resigned.
0: That's a bummer to me, only because I always liked the way that he pl- Mm -hmm. played he was he brought a lot of pace he was very sound defensively I think we joked many a times last season that he could be their next goalie um because of just how smart he was in his own end but unfortunately I think with this injury it's kind of the writing's on the wall at this point and he's what 30 years old now no Stetcher's only 27 he's only 27 whole he'll be 28 in April so wow why did I think he was he, he looks like he's been around the block and then some.
1: Well, he's only with Vancouver for what two I, years, three years, maybe. Hey, maybe he's
0: brought back. But the problem is, he's he's another right-handed shot, which they've already got three of those set yep. cemented on the roster. So. You can
1: never have enough
0: of those. No, you can't. But if you're that's looking Mike at the Babcock. Way, well, <laughs> thankfully we don't have Mike Babcock anymore. Um, I don't know. What I like Stetcher back. Yes, as he's signed for cheap, he's not getting in the way of anybody, and he's is a team first guy. Osterley's done.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't seen enough of, of Osterly. Even though Osterly, si-
0: uh, fuck, Osterly signed one more year. Okay, well, maybe that's just answered our own question.
1: I haven't seen a lot of the, what I've liked from uh, Osterly. Uh, I, there really hasn't been much good there, I don't think. and There hasn't been that much bad either, but I think the he's bad there. definitely out, out yeah, with he Exactly, there. he's there. <laughs> Unfortunately,
0: I, when it comes to between him and De Kaiser, I still actually kind of prefer. No. Yeah. DeKaiser can at least handle a puck in the offensive zone sometimes where Osterley just misses every single one.
1: No, Osterley's just
2: a glass and out type of guy. If you can get DK to the offensive zone and have him stand there, he can still shoot the puck. That's yeah, what Ryan trying Exactly. Yeah. If you can get him there without any issues and feed him. I mean, it's a,
0: it's a fucking wash because they've each got three points. Yeah. One just has it in 20 versus 31. So really you don't lose either way. So mm-hmm. Osterley's staying around. He's got one more year. That's there you go. We answered so, that question.
2: We're gonna move on to questions from Discord real quick. Uh Matty F says you can get rid of the trapezoid, but you also have to bring back the two-line pass. Do you do it?
0: Um no.
2: No. Great. Uh-huh. fuck the two line pass.
0: No, I, I love that that stretch thing. That stretch pass is beautiful. Amazing. If it means get if it means that I have to get rid of it because of the, the the trapezoid, no, fuck that noise.
1: I would say one thing. If it would make the game more physical again, I would be all for it. We would take away Lucas Raymond talent.
0: Wait, what would make it more physical?
1: The t- I said if it would make the game more physical, uh-huh. the two line pass, I would be for it.
0: How'd it make it more physical?
2: I think it make it more tight, in tight. It would make you can it more, only oh, short passes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, because they could just cherry pick a pass coming across easier than what they usually do.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of what they want to avoid. Yeah, it at is. this point. Yep. Because there's a guy that just got his re- number retired in uh, in uh, mm-hmm. St. Louis tonight by the name of Chris Pronger. Kind of played in a similar style of a guy named Scott Stevens, where if you came across the middle and they knew you
1: were coming, you died.
2: <laughs> yeah, you I did. not want the ice. Those Yeah, I don't, pretty, don't know if
1: there's a there's a ask Paul a, Korea. An player that I've hated my entire life. Like I hate Chris Pronger. Fuck that oh, guy. A goofy ass fucking head. Fucking <laughs> Donald Duck looking motherfucker. A great defenseman. Don't get me wrong, but he's a fucking prick. Yeah. So apparently he's a really nice guy, but we
0: just don't I'm like sure him. he a is nice as a hockey player. Fuck you, Chris Pronger.
2: <laughs> From Pete on Discord, when does Adam Ernie's three-month tear of destruction start? Should have started two months ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that 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 question was going to come out, and then he was going to score like two goals against Buffalo today, but he didn't. So I'm going to say Friday.
2: I don't think it happens. I think what Ernie did towards the end of last season was fluky. I mean, it kind of had to be. Nope. I'm going to use a wor- one of my favorite words. It was a mirage. Why is that one of your favorite words? I don't know. Yeah, I'm actually <laughs> <the way it laughs> Oh, you just like how it rolls off your tongue, Mirage. 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 Uh, Mirage. Yeah, I don't think uh, Ernie has. One, I don't think he has much more time left in Detroit. Uh, And two, I don't think what happened last season was was what Adam Ernie is going to do on a regular basis. At least it doesn't seem like it is. He
0: is the next, the current Duran helm of this team, minus the speed. So
2: he was out there. I thought he was wreaking some havoc today. Oh yeah, cement hands. Yeah, I think he
0: works hard. That's what I was sure. just saying. I was just saying that he he's still around for one more year in his contract. So he's and he's only 26 years old. We'll see what happens.
2: But, Tyler, holy. he works hard, is what you say about players who really have no other redeeming quality.
0: I like Luke. Hey, fans
1: used to say that about Alex Golagoski and yet the guy's still in the league.
0: Uh, what's the next question?
2: Um, last question from Constrictor: oh, Is Jeff Blashill actually a good coach? And why did the power play fall off the rails after the preseason? So I've got a couple things on the power play, but I'll let you guys go on uh, this oh, first part. Boy. I'm not
0: going to rehash what I said on Blaschel. I think he's a good coach. He's getting the
1: short end of the stick. Do you defend all your coaches like you defend Jeff Blashell? No, absolutely not. I don't
2: think there's really any reason to be mad at Jeff Blashel.
1: Have you seen me get mad
0: about Ohio State coaches?
1: Yeah, that's a little different. You guys are. You guys are there's something in the water down in Ohio when it comes well, to coaches. wouldn't be drinking and, it
2: because he lives in Canton. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. It's not I don't think it's on Jeff Blaschel, but I do think personnel and stuff like that it drives me nuts to say that like Lucas Raymond's in the bumper position and yet that's his worst position on the power play. He's much better on the half wall. He's much better down low. He's not good at the bumper position. I don't understand. He's not there anymore, though. Continue trying it. I know he's, he's not. not there anymore, but that's one thing that like, I didn't understand. It didn't work the first time they tried it. They went away from it. They had some success, and then they went back to it. And Now, obviously, they're away from it. I just think it comes down to effort level, and I also think it just comes to getting pucks to the net. They're not doing enough of that, it feels like. And they're also not getting set up either their power play is fucking abysmal it's just
0: well they, they went from being a team that was all about moving the puck and guys moving along with it mm. or i should say moving without the puck and that's what, I, what i'm referring to here yeah. is the power play of why it fell off the rails because you want you go back and watch the preseason power play as this references, they
2: were constantly and how about moving the power
0: play. They looked like a late 90s Red Wings team yeah, with the way that they were moving that puck and how their guys were crisscrossing all over the place. Now, was it because they were playing legit shit competition? Could have been. But we've also seen it come out in flashes here lately. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you wonder, is it maybe who they're playing against that these guys are getting in their own heads? And like I said... You got a team that their average age is 24.7 at the forward side. Are some of these younger guys just like getting too hesitant and not wanting to make a mistake and thus making a mistake? Or are they changing the way that they're trying to do? I mean, Tyler, you mentioned moving around Zadina. Terrible idea. They moved him back. And guess what? Things started working again. But it also could be who they're putting out there. Robbie Fabry has been erratic with the puck. I think that's been hurting their power play more than anything lately. Even though he, they finally did capitalize on it, but he loses the puck. It seems like more often yeah. than not, yeah. that kills him.
1: Well, I would, I think what I would do to fix the power play is I would instead of running the three up top like they kind of do, I would, I would switch it up and run that three up top like the umbrella that they run but then I would also run like kind of like an overload down in the corner where I would move the puck kind of cycling down low and then open up the one-timer for cider up, up top instead of trying to open up that one timer on the side, you know, like near the face offs have definitely kind of abandoned that point shot. Yeah. They, they need to come back to it because especially the power play comes down to one thing and one thing only it's, It's attention to detail. The teams that are good, obviously, they have gold scores, But Detroit has enough on the power play unit, especially the first unit, that they should be able to score power play goals. They have enough players and enough talent level to score goals. So I don't understand why it doesn't happen. But I would say that the entries, it should be a slingshot to Dylan Larkin every time. I don't want to see the dump-ins unless you're getting stacked up at the blue line. I don't want to see Bertuzzi carrying the puck in because it feels like every time he does it, it gets turned over. I think he's been that,
0: clunk hands lately.
1: Their best chance to get into the zone and set up is, a you know, the defenseman skates it up or one of the wingers skates it up and drops it off to Dylan Larkin and he attacks with the speed. And then if you need be, then he can just dump it over to one of the wingers on the side and they get in that way. But you, that kind of gives you two different options where It just feels like it's clunky, and then they start trying to dump the puck in, and then by the time you looked at the time, there's 30 Mm -hmm. seconds left on the power play. And the other thing, too, I don't understand. They start with the second unit a lot. Well, it's because a lot of the times when some of these penalties
0: are happening, it's Larkin or Bertuzzi are drawing the penalty.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a fair point. I'm just saying, like, you got it. When you have a chance, they've had a lot of games this year where they get a power play, they're up one, or, you know, the game is tied and they don't score on that power play, the other team scores, and it's game over. You know, It just feels like there's a lot of missed opportunity, and a lot of it has to do with the power play.
2: So I'm going to take two stabs at this, and uh, then we'll close it out for then. I'll get you guys' final thoughts. Is Blaschel actually a good coach? Uh, mm. Good coach? I, I will say, as of right now, Jeff Blaschel is not a bad coach. Yeah, he's a good uh, hockey coach. Is he good? Like, good. That is yet to be seen. He's but I think we've seen been. it so far this season that he has been mostly a good coach this season, if not a little stubborn. Um, why did the power play fall off the rails? My I kind of alluded to this earlier. It's got to be one of two things. It's either that the guys are not buying into Tangay's system because we saw at the beginning of the season that the system was working. Or it is that Blash is overriding Tange's decisions on stuff like the power play, which would be to Blash's discredit. So I would say, is Blash a good coach? Yeah, I would say good so far. And and then the power play kind of, I think it can come back. I think if they just give Tange full control and they say, go do what you did in preseason or the beginning of the season and see if it works and stick with it for more than two games. It seems like if they do it twice and it doesn't work, they fall back onto old stuff. It's the same thing with offense. They went back to dump and chase because they weren't scoring for a few games like they were before, and that's what needs to stop. It's it's being able to adapt and try things for a little longer than you than you would have because it's just not working for two games. So we're going to go back to dump and chase because most that works good oh teams so well, don't right?
1: dump and chase anymore.
2: No, it's not. It's not 2001 anymore. Why would we dump and chase makes no sense. These other teams, everyone moves so much faster that dump and chase does not make sense. The only teams that have success doing that are big,
1: rugged teams like St. Louis and Boston has some pretty good success with it, but
2: or really fast teams that make sure they can get to the puck when you dump it in. So I just I don't know We'll see what happens towards the end of the season, but I think Blash sticks around until the end of the season. I don't think they fire him.
0: Really? Yep.
2: yeah. Uh, but We're going to close it out tonight. I want to get your final thoughts. And since Tyler had the the joy of joining us tonight, we'll let him go first. The joy. Hey, I was sick and then it was my birthday. Fuck you. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, but- What's next week, Tyler? You got like a circus to go to or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that, That's a shot at me for
1: being a clown, I guess. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> I didn't think about that, but that's actually even better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he made uh, his no.
2: own dig, right? <laughs> wow. You <laughs>
1: just, yeah, you just shot yourself. In the hey, listen, right listen, my final thoughts here are just like, let's play out the string here. Let's see if, you know, they can kind of get, get their way back into this. I mean, I kind of doubt it, but again, it's all about development. It's all about, um, you know, the consistency on a night to night, uh, basis, and they just don't have that right now. So they they need to find a way to kind of just find stuff to hang their hats on and and you know maybe the power play is something that they can work on um and get better at it. Cause I don't think it could get much worse, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, my final thoughts are just hopefully they can they can find a way to claw them their way back into it. And if they can't, then hey, you know what? Hopefully they can they can do some stuff at the trade deadline to set themselves up. Uh, a little bit better for the future and you know they they've kind of set themselves up really well anyways um but if they can add to that then sure why not you know what i mean this it's not like this team is even if they have made the playoffs they're one and done anyways so those are my final thoughts follow me on twitter at sealdog91 my
0: final thoughts are um I don't really have any today i'm going to keep going with that there's a lot we talked about i don't think i can really improve upon that other than Quit playing shitty hockey, uh, and then we'll go from there. So, already Ryan, thirty-three.
2: You can follow me online at Bringing the Wing. You can follow the Grindline Podcast online at Grindline Pod. We like to give a shout out to uh, the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet on Twitter for hosting us and spreading our podcast around to a much more diverse fan base. We'd also like to give a shout out to Vintage Detroit, which is the only place you should get your Detroit jerseys from and worked on. Uh, Howie's Hockey Tape, where if you use the promo code GRINDLINE, you will get 10% off your order. And Bring Hockey Pack, where if you use the same code, you get 12% off your order. You guys can also check out our merch shop at Redbubble, where if you search the GRINDLINE, you will find it. We've got a bunch of stuff up there. Pretty sure I have a Dylan Larkin collection now with how many Larkin shirts are up there. Um, we got good stuff from Mo with the Float. Everyone loves Lucas Raymond. And you can get them on t-shirts and on other things like uh, shower stickers. curtains stickers and stickers. Yeah, stickers. We get a lot of sticker orders. Uh, there's water bottles. There's pins. There's everything. So you can go get some uh, cool Red Wings thing? designs on stuff. What, Ryan?
0: They do underwear? Is that a thing?
2: I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to go look. They're adding new stuff all the time. So, <laughs> um, But that's going to do it for us tonight. So for Ryan and Tyler, I am Greg. You stay classy, Akitown.